0: This is a shock podcast.
1: Shock. Hi, this is the I'm Not Crazy, I'm in Therapy podcast. I'm your host, Fairy, from Sitting in the Nude, and I'm Not Crazy, I'm in Therapy. So I have, again, my resident therapist of the podcast, which is Dr. Chua, founder of Relate Malaysia. And I've got Ardy, announcer of The Mixed Breakfast. And he's also been in training to become a counsellor. So hi, guys. Thanks for joining for the second episode of I'm Not Crazy. I'm in therapy podcast.
0: Hey, (laughs) good to be here. I feel like we're almost in therapy.
2: I know. <laughs> 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 you have to pay me for that. <laughs> so
1: RD, you wrote in to me the five worst ways to handle that toxic colleague. and) yeah. Shall I start with number one?
0: Oh, please do.
1: (laughs) Which you wrote, take your anger and frustration out on someone else. Yeah. Yeah, I think that (laughs) is something that if we're not aware of what the hell is happening, we definitely do it. Like, do you do that... A lot? or Uh,
0: I wouldn't say I would take it out on on someone else, but I have seen it happen to someone Mm. else. So, like, you know, quick story of what happened. I had an ex-boss who experienced these kind of toxic, uh, you know, tendencies, and she gets very upset when things don't go her way or when she requests for something and it never gets done. And uh, there was another person in a different department from hers that she didn't like because she was denied a request. So she would come into work every day for about a month to record what time this certain colleague would come into work and then report all her findings to her boss, saying that, hey, your colleague, um, hey, your staff coming in late now, for the past two weeks, mm-hmm. and so sadly, because of that, she got let go. Wow. Yeah, so I thought that would be something to talk about because that's very, very toxic, I would say, and very damaging, you know, and this person just denied you something, and now what you're doing is just taking out on this person. Yeah. yeah.
1: Do you see that happen a lot? Or is this only one occasion which just shocked you to your core that made you remember this <laughs> so well? Or? Yeah,
0: this this shocked me to my core. <laughs> yeah, like This was like a one-off thing. Because usually, you know, when you hire someone, uh, your colleagues they usually kind of get along, you know. And you sometimes end up becoming bestest of friends, you know, with these colleagues outside of work. But this was the total opposite. It was like throwing me into a foreign country where I didn't know the language. And yeah. I'm like, oh, this wow. must be normal, right? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. 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 In that sense.
1: Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm happy that we're talking about this topic firstly because especially when it comes to work, we're expected to be... I guess like our best impression possible and then if people like just spreading things around and then just like letting things out on each other like people don't normally do that but it's good that you observed everything but Dr. Chua like is this something that people talk to you about often or what?
2: Well I, th- I think I'm wondering Artie. I- I'm hoping your former boss isn't going to listen. I hope she does <laughs> I hope she does right? as, as as calling she you out about this, <laughs> I think that's number three Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah may take it out on someone else as a maybe too human right if we don't Mm. admit it then we end up doing it or maybe we don't know how to handle it I would say maybe a better way would be to acknowledge it acknowledge you know your anger and frustration and kind of think about what's going on like what's making you so angry and see if you can deal with it more productively for yourself and for the work environment yeah.
0: Yeah. Would you say, Dr. Chua, that it would be more of something that might have happened at the workplace to trigger that toxicity in that sense? It's um, a
2: good question. We don't know, right? You, do, you, you we, know. we don't know what's mm-hmm. going on in that person's life. Yeah. Um, you know, it's so hard to, I think, like with two parties. You know, who is really at wrong? Because you talk about boss, and I think it's better if a, a superior, someone in charge of management, actually step in to handle the situation. Right. But if it's already the top person, I think that's a little bit hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, but ideally then someone would, you know, step in to mediate and to help sort it out rather than have it continue on. Because it not only affects, I guess, the recipient, but it affects everyone. Like you're affected too, right? Yeah. Having witnessed uh, this behavior. I
0: was scared, to be honest, because if this could happen to someone that's not even in her own department, I'm in her department, what would happen to me yeah. if I were to say no? So you create the sense of... Fear, then I guess that's how you get things done. I mean, according to her.
1: Mm, you know? And it just doesn't demonstrate a good example to everyone else. And then it just spreads throughout the whole work yeah. environment. Yeah.
0: Right. It's like COVID.
1: <laughs> Practically. yes. Good, good, good analogy. Cool. Um, do you guys have anything else to add on to that? As in, I feel. I mean, I think probably I'm guilty of it. Oh, I can say that. In the past, when I was in a toxic work situation, possibly, then I'd go home and then I would talk to my partner about it. And like, not meaning to take it out on him, probably not even realize that I'm doing it. Or maybe I would rant on and on and on and on. Eventually, it got to a point where he was like, I think you need to limit the amount that you're talking about work. And I said, actually, yeah, you're right. But I, I wasn't very aware because I guess it was just starting work and learning Mm-hmm. What was good and not good for me at the time?
0: I yeah. could I could be wrong, but I'm just saying in, in in general, most men they always see things for the surface value of things. Especially for example, um, I would have that same situation where my partner would come back home probably you know one day, and she would just let loose. Oh my god, I had such a horrendous day at work! You know, customers complaining and whatnot, and. At one point, I would feel, you know, like, oh my God, why are you venting all this and throwing all this negativity Uh, and energy at me? But then I had to realize later on, um, and before she would, you know, kind of unload, I'd be like, am I listening or am I problem solving with you? Yes. You know? Yeah. So I had to learn that later on where sometimes they just needed to listen and vent out. If you really need to listen and vent out, then I don't have to absorb so much. Yeah. 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 And I would just say, okay, I'll just listen. But I will absorb if it's problem solving. Then Mm -hmm. I'll get in deep. And dirty with you, and just okay, let's try to figure this out,
1: (laughs) you know? Yeah, yeah, like knowing whether it's something to solve or to listen to. Yeah,
0: thank you, past relationship, (laughs) thank you for that.
1: Let's move on to number two, which is, I love this because I'm pretty sure I do that to myself. Yeah. (laughs) Which is you wrote, bottle up your feelings and drive your own self crazy instead. Yes, especially in this links back to the podcast as well. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Uh, why, why did you write this, R.D.? Because
0: I'm just like you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like you take everything on and put on yourself and feel guilty for everything? Absolutely.
0: Just, I mean, oh. um, I, I, I would take it. Okay, so I'll, I'll put this in a um, radio personalities perspective, mm. you know? So I guess everyone, when you listen to people on air, um, they're always happy. They're always excited about things. So mm, you paint yeah. this um, solid picture of R.D. would never, ever be sad or R.D. would never have those kind of feelings because he's such a chirpy person and that was me when I was in my early 20s starting off radio, you know, like I had this sense and and notion that I needed to prove myself and impress everyone so Mm. let's bottle up those feelings because it doesn't matter, you know Um, now obviously I'm much more open about my feelings, I tell people if I'm having a bad day, I'm having a bad day, I don't care Mm. you know, Um, but yeah, I think a lot of people kind of do that as well, they bottle up their feelings out of maybe fear that they're colleagues might think bad of them or rumors might spread for example or maybe it's just very difficult for the individual itself to express those kind of feelings yeah. I'm not too sure or who do you express it to do you have someone yeah. that you can connect in that fashion mm, mm. I don't know Yeah,
1: and I guess you had to learn over time of how you express it and who to express it to. Yeah. Right.
0: And I'd also like to point out that sometimes opening up actually makes you realize that there are some people in the same boat as you. Mm. And they were probably just looking for someone to just ask or pop that little silent bubble of theirs, you know? Yeah. Yeah,
2: For sure. Yeah, I'm thinking back to already what you talked about. So you had this, um, I can't say horrific. So so you had this (laughs) difficult (laughs) um, boss and you said you felt very afraid. And is it that you bottled up that feelings those feelings of fear
0: oh yes absolutely yeah you can definitely relate it to the first statement that I said yeah it was when I saw that happen to um, that other colleague even though I didn't know her so well um, that really instilled a lot of fear and then when things didn't go my way and I wanted to express it I would have to second-guess myself like hey 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 hold back you remember what happened to to that person that could happen to me I don't want to get on that boat yeah mm-hmm. so I'll just I'll just hold it back inside. And yes, I drove myself crazy because you would bring that kind of energy back home when that yeah. was should be your sanctuary. Yeah, yeah. In that sense.
2: Yeah, I think we I mean, we don't have a very good Emotional literacy, I think, in, in our society, right? So feelings are seen more as like bothersome, yeah, rather than pieces of information, mm-hmm. right? So fear was a really important piece of information for you, like telling you something's dangerous, telling you like the situation isn't safe, yeah. And by you sort of just pushing it away, you know, it kind of grew in and it wasn't you weren't able to take steps to protect yourself. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I guess you. You left. (laughs) And that was the sort of, for you, the best protection, right? I got fired, but that's okay. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah, that was an awkward moment, but we'll keep going. I know. I I don't (laughs) know why I said it too. It felt right, I guess. (laughs) I think, yeah, and maybe it told you, because I really do think quitting is sometimes underrated as oh, a strategy yeah. you know mm-hmm. that you, you hung yes. in there for maybe yes. longer than you needed to but you yes.
0: know what Dr. Chua I wanted to quit Yeah, that, you were right yeah. you were absolutely right I really wanted to quit but I just couldn't muster up that amount of courage yeah. to actually do that and then cut myself off from right. that person right. and that kind of toxic environment right. even though I knew that there were a lot of things that it provided for me
2: yeah, yeah. so it yeah. Was, if it was seen as legitimate right that this was legitimate in feelings telling you about a situation was telling you something very important about it that it wasn't good for you yeah. you know then taking steps to actually remove yourself rather than kind of hang in there mm-hmm. and, and sort of unnecessarily suffer and then it didn't pay off anyway
1: yeah. you know yeah. and, and,
2: and this sort of that kicking out of the door um, so it's not just bottling it and driving yourself crazy that way but It has consequences I think even You don't feel empowered Right Mm. You know because As you take steps To address your feelings Pay attention to it Say what is it telling me About the situation And what do I want to do About the situation Rather than let the situation Kind of control The direction of your life
0: Yeah I was definitely Letting that situation Control my life I was just kind of Going with the flow Mm -hmm. But sometimes You might not Want to go against You want to go against it Yeah you have to Yeah. Yeah. Yeah 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 I love
1: how You linked it back To safety and protection like and you know that this is a danger zone and then you learn that over time i mean we don't normally use those words especially Mm -hmm. in the workplace like okay this is dangerous this is not safe when it's a toxic work situation we might probably say that maybe like an abusive family home or something like that but sometimes they even like the more normal situations like the fact that you termed it as unsafe i think that's quite important
2: like Mm -hmm. what do you think about that well i mean you spend 8 9 hours some people spend 10 hours at work mm. it has huge impact on your mental health a boss or a work environment or colleagues or even the type of work that you're doing that's not building you up even if you're not being torn down you're stagnating mm. yeah and if you're not stagnating you're not growing yeah. you know True. so um, I think fear is a cue for safety, right. anger, which you talked about before, is a cue that something unfair is being done, yeah, mm. and maybe in that situation, it sounds like you had both fear and anger, right? You mm-hmm. clearly saw that your former employer wasn't acting fairly, yeah, but was afraid when you were also afraid that then it would happen to you, you know, and mm-hmm. then you felt really quite paralyzed. oh, yeah, for sure, yeah,
0: yeah, and I think if you can actually relate it to um in the radio industry, we're never looking are we hardly discuss about safety and protection we're always looking for opportunity is it entertaining Mm -hmm. will it get people to listen but we always neglect that it's not maybe for example management that's going through it it's the talent and the radio announcers that they're going through as well Mm -hmm. but i love that now um, because i'm quite new uh, on the breakfast show um, there's a different environment it's it's much more catered to what do the talents want and how we can bring that out in a very safe, and productive Mm -hmm. way so Mm -hmm. yeah and that's what I uh, really really enjoy now as to compare to I don't know 10 years ago in the industry when that was all we needed it's like I I don't care if you break a leg as long as it's entertaining (laughs) I was like okay
2: and then now you say hey I'm the talent here you should
0: yeah it's like let's not break legs let's try to fix legs okay let's try let's have another opportunity to (laughs) I don't know I think
2: that would suggest that the legs are already broken so let's not break any of Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing physical, only mental first.
1: Um, It's cool that you, you mentioned that because that's very performance related, right? Yeah. 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 So do you have to do a lot of any mantra related stuff when it comes to going on air and then maybe you're not having such a good day and yeah. then you were around this toxic colleague, for example, like how yeah. did you mentally I, prepare I was, yourself?
0: Well, I was very fortunate to have um two other on-air partners with me who were, um in a way, they were obviously going through the same thing. Thing because we we're all under the, that same moss. Mm. And they were very much new to the industry. So I felt more, uh, I, I don't know, I guess paternal instincts to kind of protect them in that mm. sense. So yeah, obviously when I was going through that situation and I witnessed it, I was very much scared, um, not just also for myself, but I also was very much scared for these two announcers who were very excited to be on a breakfast mm-hmm. show, but have this sense of like, oh, I guess this is what it takes to become a breakfast show. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, guys, mm-hmm. this is not what it takes to become a breakfast show. You do not have to rip your arm off
1: oh, to
0: you yeah. know, to be where you are. You can, you can do it by believing in yourself and believing all in all your talents. Don't let anyone put you down. And so I guess in a way, that's how I got through it as well mm-hmm. because I knew that the three of us were in it together. Yeah, in that sense. So it's always very good to have that kind of bond, mm-hmm. I, I would feel, And, uh, yeah, I was very fortunate. Some people were not, like, sadly, like that employee that, you know, sadly got sacked. She did not have that support system at all. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it also came from your experience in knowing that there are other colleagues and bosses that you've worked with that were not mentally driving you nuts yeah. and for you to share that information with the new ones right otherwise yeah. they'll feel like oh this is normal because it's so weird I think someone was telling me this recently work trauma I think the younger people have all kinds of names for all <laughs> kinds of trauma and I was like yes trauma is trauma guys <laughs> this is trauma yes that's fine all these expectations and the stress and like being passed on and moving it on to another company like passing on that work ethic so that's really cool that you mentioned that, that you're teaching them that no that's yeah. not okay yeah Yeah. number three start spreading rumors to make you look good and them the villain mm. <laughs>
0: Uh, I've seen this happen um, mostly on TV shows as well. I mean, you see it all the time sometimes. Like, one of my favorite shows to watch is The Office. <laughs> it's a comedy, sure, yeah. but it really parodies some of the things that really happen at work. Yeah. And those are spreading rumors or telling a half-truth, and then it just ends up being passed on into yeah. a different thing. It's like that gang whispers. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, I have seen it, and... Obviously, over here in the industry, there's so many things that are happening at one go. Rumors are always going out everywhere.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. I think this is so true, especially for us in radio. (laughs) Sometimes we hear something that happened like an hour ago on the other side of the office. And Mm -hmm. it's already here on the other side of the office. And we're like did you hear about that? And they were like, yeah. And it's so weird how it's spread already. And we're like, how the hell? And then maybe it might have been misconstrued already by the time that it's reached me. I'm like, okay guys. Yeah. All right.
0: Like, I remember when I first got that call from our CEO, our, our CEO I think, um, asking me if I wanted a job at Mix. And the moment I put down the phone, not even an hour in, I get a call from two of my now breakfast announcers and co-hosts saying, did you accept the job? Am I? <laughs> The CEO <laughs> promised me that no one knows. <laughs> How in the world do you know about yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. This is not fair.
2: Nonsense.
0: <laughs> Nonsense.
2: Maybe more pondering. I think it's, it's difficult to distinguish um, spreading rumors and finding support. Right. So some someone might say, you know, I have this issue and I want to share with you to get support yeah but but I think people sort of stop doing that because they're afraid of that this would be mm-hmm. then seen as gossiping yes. oh so, yes. how, how do you that's, you know that's how do you see true. it oh yeah.
1: I want to add to that so <laughs> so I think I've made it a point to share what I'm going through but I make it a point to know whether I can trust and I'm comfortable with this certain colleague friend that I have because I don't also I also don't want it to spread and that's scary right yeah might be looked at as gossiping but I do my best to say I always say I'm talking about this objectively this person's not a bad person <laughs> but I'm frustrated with this this is this, this, this and I hope that you know we'll figure out this is this but it's scary especially in the workplace because you don't want to jeopardize someone else's rep correct mm-hmm. In at work mm-hmm. so I think that's a good point where people maybe don't even mean to gossip mm. they're not even
2: gossiping but right. they're just trying to release stress right. or yeah. like you know finding support like already you're saying the two other people with you at work right yeah i mean clearly you guys had talked somewhat about mm. the situation
0: oh yes for sure yeah, yeah we definitely turned off our mics and then put it to the
2: side to- <laughs> yeah whereas in that, in that situation you actually say it was helpful yeah and you know it sort of kept you guys going and so is there a way for you to distinguish between this is gossiping and spreading rumors mm. and it's unhealthy behavior versus this is you finding support yeah
0: yeah I I think my case was a little bit special in that sense because we were all experiencing the same, I guess, quote unquote, trauma Mm -hmm. in that sense. But like, yeah. But what would you say about, like, say someone from a different department talking to someone from another department and they're trying to look for support? But then would that also be misconstrued as a rumor or rumors coming around? Because, yeah, yeah.
2: I think, yeah, is it perhaps is like, is it happening to you? And what's your intention of it right so if you're saying like so and so did something to so and so and so and so yeah that's probably in the you know (laughs) rumor category um versus something happened directly to you Yeah. yeah And but I, I wonder it's probably quite you can probably tell whether the person wants you to think badly of someone else
0: oh you that's know, true you know like, mm-hmm.
2: like uh, do you want me to mm-hmm. kind of yes, say yes, like ah oh, yes, that person yes. is an awful person or yes. I guess very like you're saying like you need support and you're trying to problem solve and figure a way out yes, of that situation right stressing out yeah. <laughs> rather than just you know cussing the other person yeah, out right? yeah so perhaps intention yeah
1: um, that's what I always say that and reframe again when I'm expressing it to someone like again this is something that you know probably she's working on I understand this is this is this you know I'm not trying to bash whatever I always make that clear because but you, you know, know that I, doesn't I'm, really work right <laughs> comes your, 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 <laughs> your
2: friend is your friend Yeah. I'm so worried and your right? And your friend and I, I think I think we just have to accept it right your friend is your friend and of course your friend is going to be influenced by what you say <laughs> all your caveats and, and your what exactly. am I going to do who am I going to express to <laughs> what no that's stress? why I think it's fun I think actually you need to right yeah, yeah. And your friend also has, it's an active listener and makes active decisions, you know, whether mm-hmm. yeah. or not they're going to separate it, whether <laughs> or not they're going to discern it, but no. <laughs> yeah, okay. sorry, I'm they're probably, probably to thinking, why friends with you? I know, I know, I'm sorry, totally,
1: like, noted, and just like now the anxiety of like, oh no, I should not, like, not have said <laughs>
2: anything and just kept it to myself. Are you going to
0: second guess? <laughs> you
2: need the support, yeah. you know, and- Come on, guys. <laughs> I think you have to trust your friend to make it, to be discerning. Right, and that's the thing. Like, If you're going to tell someone, you're obviously telling someone you trust. Then you yeah. also have to trust their judgment. Yeah, And if yeah. they come to a point where they go, you know what? I don't feel comfortable about you telling me, then you respect that. I
0: yeah. get so stressed when my friend says, don't tell this to anyone. Mm-hmm. The moment they said that I'm like, "Oh my god, it's going to be a big secret." You know my mouth. You know, you know my I'll oh, stop it.
1: I think I'm guilty of that dude. I'm so guilty of that because I'm so paranoid. That's not going to repeat what I just said. I said Guys, I need to like but I am still selective. No, I don't go pour it on. I'm like, are you okay if I like, you know, say this? Yeah. Like, Come on, give me that. Like,
2: I'm trying my <laughs> best. <laughs> I, just, you see, I only said some, one thing, and yeah. then you're, you're, you're now feeling guilty. That's yeah. Yeah. Kill- yeah. Trigate, trigate. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I do think it is necessary for the social support. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, I think you're also accepting mm. that your friend is influenced, and your friend is accepting that he or she may be influenced, and you're okay with that. Yeah. You know, so why are we not okay with that? I,
1: know. This is, I mean, this is exactly it. This is why we have these five worst crazy ways to handle that toxic body. Yes. Because I wouldn't probably think about it in this way unless we talked about it today. So thank you.
0: Are we changing as this podcast goes on?
1: <laughs> we are evolving, guys. All right. So let's move on to number four. Plan your revenge upon that colleague or the funeral of their career thinking that make you feel better. This is a little, I mean, this is somewhat close to the spreading rumors thing, right? Like this is that that's a little form of revenge, but if you want to go further, and I don't know if this was you, RD, that went through this mm. or Anyone else, but
0: yeah, uh, no. I, I would say this also kind of pertains to the first one we talked about, which is taking your anger and frustration out on someone else, um, because that's how I was pretty much inspired to write number four, mm. where when you didn't, when she didn't have her way, she actually went out of her way during work. I don't know, or maybe after work when oh. she and she sat down and planned how she was going to ruin this poor person's <laughs> life. In that sense because it was a thorough one month of her checking in on this individual like you must really want this person to fail you know so badly all because of something that you were denied about so yeah uh, you see it in work environments and Mm. I would say that we do have colleagues in any company as well where they don't get what they want for example this person has been asking for a raise for five years no one's given him a raise and then he just snaps one day and he's like you know what I'm just going to take all your company secrets and I'm going to go to the next competitor mm. you know that it could yeah. happen in that scenario wow. for example I would assume mm, yeah mm,
1: mm. and this is just spreading the toxicity yeah. mm-hmm. even more so when just someone's being toxic and you're just spreading on like wildfire to everyone else it's just like
0: yeah oh, it's like if the ship's going down you're, yeah, all, you're coming all coming down, down. with me
2: yeah <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh. How oh. do you feel? <laughs> How do <laughs> I feel? Tra- <laughs> um, I understand why. I think often people feel powerless, you know? Mm-hmm. Powerless to get, as you said, that maybe... I really don't know your former boss, <laughs> although now I feel I know her so well. But I, <laughs> um, I don't know her and I don't know what was going on in life. But also as a regular employee who maybe you said that, you know, the guy who who is at five years and he was treated unfairly. I imagine that he felt powerless to do anything else. Mm, you know, yeah. so, so sort yeah. of that, that anger can build up. Mm-hmm and this is you know revenge can be seen as an act of power right trying to trying to feel better about oneself yeah, yeah. you know so mm. but at the end of the day i mean it, it often backfires and it it keeps you focused on the other person rather than yourself right so Mm, anger mm. starts because we are being treated unfairly because our needs are not met because we are not getting something Um, and we said like you know but when we are really angry at someone else we keep focusing on the other person and we still don't get what we need and we still don't get you know what we deserve and we still don't get um, what we want yeah you know and so we spend a lot of time you know with anger saying Everyone should pay attention to me, or I wish you know my needs were met. Yeah, but by you focusing on other people, you are actually treating yourself unfairly again because you're not focusing so you're, on what you actually need right. and working yeah. on how to get that.
0: Yeah. Yes. No, that makes very yes. much yeah perfect yeah. sense.
1: Yeah, and I think what you said. Uh, I really hit the nail on the head about the revenge is power. I think it's like taking back your power of everything that you couldn't get from this job and everything that you wanted, and you just yeah want to inflict pain yeah. on someone else. Mm-hmm. And that's man, like you really need to. What do you, what would you advise these people that are just so mad and so angry, and they just like oh this is the only thing I can do, and they're never gonna get back everything that they've done to me? Like
2: what would you? want to say to them you know give yourself time i think the longer you're in this situation often your anger could could be justified but there's also i think underneath that there's there's grief right the mm-hmm. sort of sadness that these years of life were taken away from you yeah. that you're put in this position where you weren't feeling good where you treated this way and anger is a it's a more energizing feeling than sadness mm. so we prefer to feel mm. it but yes. also <laughs> alongside anger is that sadness that. that we were treated that way you know mm-hmm. we were treated yeah. badly and people didn't value us um and so i think sort of exploring both sides and then thinking okay so what what is it that i do want do i want to be in a position you know where i am valued right and then work towards that instead of focusing on trying to get back the people because that's not actually going to get you the real power recognition that you deserve yes Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: taking back your power guys right yes
0: (laughs) don't do revenge revenge is bad yeah (laughs) okay you watch star wars you understand what i'm talking about okay
1: that's like the basic best example of that oh wow all right we have our last fifth Crazy worst way. I love how I say it. A very like talk show. <laughs> five worst ways to handle that toxic colleague. Number five, written by Artie. Start packing your desk and get ready to resign. Mm-hmm.
0: Aww. Yeah, I know. Aww. <laughs> But I have seen that happen, um, and like, uh, mind you, if you're just listening to this podcast, okay, everything I'm going to relate to is relating to the radio industry, <laughs> <laughs> okay? <laughs> right, I'm putting it out there, okay, that's my life. <laughs> but um, I have seen that where we've had radio announcers who get, um, oh, in my opinion and in my view, they, they just get a little bit uh, overconfident. You know, or over cocky with a lot of things, and when things don't go their way, they blatantly say it out loud. Oh, I'm going to quit. Then I shall quit. Mm. I will do it right now if mm. I don't get this. Or, um, see, uh, they would do threats. You know, to to manage, to the management, um, where they would say like, okay, like, you just see what happens tomorrow. I won't come on air You know. And things like that, threatening. and yeah, threatening, and that doesn't paint a good image of you at all. I, I think what it does is just pre- portrays you as someone that is um, that has a lot of fear. I would assume a lot of fear and a lot of communication that is not that you're keeping inside, a lot of your pent up feelings. And as much as you're trying to communicate it out, it just it just sounds very damaging. Like, I wanna throw you a flower but then I actually threw the knife at you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know in that sense yeah. and the knife just keeps on flying <laughs> you know so yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I have seen it and actually that's what one thing I wanted to talk about with, with Dr. Chavez because when I really didn't know how to react to the situation like that because I was standing there while this person was well, not directing it at me but you know he was just complaining about work and he's like you know I think I'm just going to quit I'm just going to quit I'm going to tell management right now I'm just going to quit and I'm like why would you want to do that um, it's not looking good and you don't have a backup plan mm-hmm. So like, yeah but I Just want to do it because he was just so frustrated with the situation that he was in, and I really couldn't help. I I, and I told him honestly, like I have never been in a situation like yours. I really don't know how to help, but I can just be there to Mm -hmm. listen. I
2: wouldn't say it's the worst way. I I think that's what I said. Like quitting Mm -hmm. is an underrated strategy. Mm. So yes maybe it's not the the first way mm-hmm. <laughs> you can look to see whether the the situation could be changed you could see whether management um you know you could have a discussion whether people aren't listening but if it's not you, and if you have other option i think may, maybe what you're getting at is that don't do it impulsively or don't do it as a threat yeah. you know yeah. like don't yeah. kind of just whip it on as some kind of card but not actually then follow through right yeah it, it is a considered decision and i think it's a it's a some for many people a good decision, you know, yeah. a lot of people stay far too long in a job that they are unhappy about mm-hmm. um, Just because they feel that they cannot quit because yes. they feel like that would somehow reflect that they're not um, they, they lack perseverance. or so, you know, they're sort of weak that they couldn't tolerate the mm-hmm. stress Okay, you yeah. know, but by all means, you know, if this is not a place for you and there are other options explore them if you have no other options Explore how you can make this place, of, you know, how you can make your work more tolerable. Yeah. But... Um I am actually a fan of step away if you need to step away away because there are other opportunities that could be there that you could never imagine. Yeah, Yeah. you know, by you taking that step to value yourself um, and and take the risk to grow in different directions. Yeah,
0: that's that's one thing that I realized since I came back to Malaysia that there is such a strong culture of the fear of burning bridges. Hmm. I feel Mm. and and. For me, it's like if it's not working for you, then that bridge met, was probably meant to be burnt so that, you know, you can go find another bridge, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. In the yeah. sense, there's always that fear. And I've, I've seen that, too. It's like, oh, um, I really don't like my boss, but I'm just going to say, you know, goodbye to him. Then I'm like he's the one that got you fired why are you saying goodbye to him yeah. you know in that sense like mm. if you need to burn that bridge I think you it it maybe might be good
2: be it could exactly. be polite it could be obviously I don't know I was just, I mean, yes. I was just I was gonna, gonna say, say yeah. 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 leaving doesn't mean burning the bridge leaving badly yeah. badly I mean, like, yeah yes. like as you said throw in a guy's yes. face you know exactly. like, steal all the secrets <laughs> yeah. yeah tear down yeah. the mice maybe not but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, I suppose how we would
1: rewrite this five crazy worst way would be like I suppose pack up and resign but with You know, like not impulsively, right? That's graciously and graciously dignified. Yes, (laughs) dignified.
0: Yes, Yes. on your high horse. Yes, (laughs) Yes.
1: yeah. I think that's so true. And then what you said about how people are afraid of burning bridges—exactly that. I was also thinking the same thing that people think that, oh no, I must you know you know keep a good rep. Like goes back to what we were saying before about, like you know having your impression tainted and all that sort of stuff and people are scared and like, but because people don't know how to express things in a a proper, assertive, clear way, right? And they're afraid to do that and I think that's important that we all need to learn like if we're not comfortable with something you can say it but people are scared and they don't know how to uh, we need to teach this We need yeah. to be able to know that there are ways to do it and yeah I think that's really important that like you can quit but um, bring it up first because sometimes people just say oh yeah yeah I'll just quit because I've already tried to say something and they still don't get it fine fair enough but hopefully you can try again bring it up again and sometimes people don't even bother to do it the second time you know they're like okay it's never mind I quit yeah. you know they're scared I think that's so true the Fear of looking mm. bad and like not be able to find that, you know, that network again, yeah. all that sort of stuff is difficult. Yeah.
0: That's true. I, I feel like bosses should have more training or more compassion when it comes to mm. talking about these type of things to your employees because it's rarely talked about where I've only met a few bosses that I have worked under who are amazing where they encouraged me to quit as long as the job opportunity was better yeah and and they were so encouraging about that and it was so nice they're, they're saying like you know what RD you um I think you're you're actually done here and I'm like hey, what do you mean you know <laughs> but they're like no they're, I found this opportunity and they would actually go out of their way to see like oh I think you know what with your strengths you can definitely make it in this in this area and yeah. that's how my boss actually got me into radio like he really encouraged me to quit my job so that I can pursue this as a dream and I'm just like I'm so grateful for that because not many people have that communicative ability you know to pass that on to your employees yeah, yeah. So, what I think about guys.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I think we could like slightly reword the fifth way, which is start packing your desk and get ready to resign. Instead, um, what would you say, Dr. Chow? We're we gonna, as we said just now, which is start packing your desk and get ready to resign. If like impulsively, yeah, then that is not the That's best an way. But but I, I, yeah.
2: it's, it's, it's for you that you have a talk with your boss, it's not mm. so much about your boss, right? Like when we assert ourselves is that we are creating space for ourselves. So even if your boss or your colleague, they don't listen or they don't understand, it's important for you not to, to claim that space so that you kind of remind yourself that you exist, you know, mm-hmm. and that you, you have a voice and so you're going to use it. And even if people don't listen, often you feel better. You know, rather than just sort of self-silencing and saying, "Okay, you know what, my feelings don't matter," or "What happened to me? That's that's okay. I just got to suck it up." You end you end up feeling worse. Yeah. So I think learning to express, and and of course in the society, how you express is going to make a difference. But I think more often than not, the way we express is we're not really expressing so much as we're asking questions. We're sort of saying like, "How do you feel about it?" Rather than saying, "I didn't really like it." Yes. you know and then we go but i've already said i didn't like it no is it no actually you just asked <laughs> <laughs> how did you like it so i think learning to sort of just express it respectfully yes um but clearly and see how the other person responds and if they continue to do what they're doing that makes work unsafe for you that makes work you know a place that you're not growing you're not satisfied then yeah yeah quitting is a legitimate option yeah I love that. I think that really summed everything
1: up. I think it shows that with all these crazy worst ways that you shared, RD, it means that you may have a toxic colleague around you or a toxic work environment, but... It's all about your voice, which Dr. Chua just said, like knowing how to, you know, assert that and and knowing when to assert that as well. You don't have to do that every single second. You don't have to quit at that exact moment. You don't have to blurt out and run out the door and be like, bye, guys, like I'm gone. You know, it's all about taking a step back and looking at everything and saying, okay, should I be here? Uh, How can I address this? How can I vocalize this in a calm and Polite way mm-hmm. and us knowing how to tell people this yeah. without feeling so much resentment and then wanting to like plot revenge and like end someone's career. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, thank you so much. I really, really loved this podcast nice I mean sorry I really really love this episode it's really (laughs) big. this podcast hot base no more (laughs) (laughs) thank you for listening to the I'm not crazy I'm in therapy podcast do follow at sitting in the nude for my community platform where we talk about all things vulnerable and do follow Dr. Chua's organization at Relate Malaysia for your mental health care